Smart Talk is supported by Capital Blue Cross, providing health care coverage accepted by doctors and specialists in all 50 states. More information is available at capbluecross.com. Capital Blue Cross, live fearless. Smart Talk is also supported by UPMC, offering surgical care for the brain, spine, and peripheral nerves. More information can be found at upmc.com slash centralpaneuro. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF. I'm Scott Lamar. WITF State Impact Pennsylvania reports most communities across Pennsylvania will likely face higher flood risk by the end of the century due to climate change. That's according to research from Penn State. The state's latest climate impacts assessment expects Pennsylvania to face more extreme rainfall and flooding by 2050 because of climate change. The top three cities, well, we'll be talking about those cities, but uh, just picture along the the Susquehanna River. And there's even one here in uh, south central Pennsylvania. However, the potential flooding isn't far behind for even here in South Central Pennsylvania. Joining us is State Impact Pennsylvania reporter Rachel McDevitt. Rachel, welcome welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So how did the Penn State researchers look at how flood risk will change, and what did they find? So the Penn State researchers took historical data of flooding in Pennsylvania, um, which is how flood risk is currently determined. Usually, like if you're buying a house, flood risk is determined by past evidence of flooding in the area. Uh, So they took that historical data and then they used climate models to project how that flood risk is going to change across the state, how it's likely to change as the weather, as the climate changes. And they found that flood risk rises across the state and it rises the most in places that already have a high risk. So if you live in a place that floods regularly now, that's only going to get worse in the future. Um, so most of those places with a high risk are smaller boroughs and towns. It's not Philly, Pittsburgh, Scranton, those larger cities. In the, um, but the number of small boroughs with um, hazards, which they use as a term to refer to the size and probability of a flood event, the number of boroughs with hazards greater than 60% is projected to grow from 96 in 2017 a few years ago to 170 by the end of the century. Hmm. So what are some of the places that are most at risk? So Sunbury, Williamsport, and Lock Haven along the Susquehanna River, the West Branch of the Susquehanna, are at the highest risk of flood events in the future, now and at the future. They have a high risk now. Um, also, cities like York and Wilkes-Barre are on that list of places with 50% hazard or more. See, York was the one that I was referring mm-hmm. to here mm-hmm. in South Central Pennsylvania. Why is York more at risk? Um I'm not sure exactly why, but the researchers were looking at stream flow, risk of flooding coming from streams and rivers in the area. Um, So York must have a geography, a hydrological geography that would put it at higher risk of flooding. So how will this information be used and how can people find out if they are at risk for flooding in the future? So this... Uh, this type of model could be used in tools. There's um, an organization called First Street Foundation that has been aggregating climate models and flooding risk, and they've been putting that information into a tool on their website that you can look up your address and see what the projected risks are 30 years in the future. Um, so it's possible this this type of information will get used in some type of tool like that. could be used by um, the Federal Emergency Management Agency or our own Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency to understand flood risks. Um, right now, it's just you know useful information for communities. Um, talk to a researcher that said, you know, this is 
offering some answers to questions the community should be asking right now because it's important to know what those risks are. But if you're interested in looking at your flood risk now, the Department of Community and Economic Development has an interactive flood zone map on their website that you can put your address into. Uh, So what didn't this study account for? So this study did not... As I said, it looked at stream flow, river flow. This study does not look at physical flood mitigation or prevention infrastructure. So if a city is already putting in rain gardens or levees or something like that, it doesn't look at that. It doesn't really look at the potential for that building in the future. That's something the researchers would like to tackle in the future. And it also can account for what would happen if we aggressively tackle climate change. You know, If we can get a handle on it, um, then these results might not play out in this way. I want to change the topic for you real quick, mm-hmm. uh, Rachel. Uh, Doctor, or excuse me, uh, Representative Daryl Metcalf, who uh, one of the most conservative members of yes. uh, the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, was also chair of the House Environmental Resources and Energy Committee. Announced yesterday that he's not running for re-election. He's someone who, uh, you know, was chair of that committee, but mm-hmm. uh, did not uh, believe that the climate is changing. No. So, what impact does that have? Yeah, I mean, his chairmanship of the Environmental Resources Committee has really given him a platform to invite climate science deniers into the legislature to testify, to argue that climate change measures, measures to address that are not necessary, um, that anything like that will just hurt Pennsylvania, hurt the economy. Pennsylvania is a large fossil fuel state. Daryl Metcalf's Uh, district in Butler County has benefited some from natural gas. Um, He's a big booster for the natural gas industry and um, domestic energy in Pennsylvania, uh, traditional domestic energy in Pennsylvania. So he's he's really had that platform to make those views known. He has um, used it as a platform to speak against Governor Tom Wolf's plan to join the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. He's held several hearings. Um, and he can stack those in a way that is going to support his viewpoint because he's the chairman. He um, does not pass through bills that would have a positive environmental impact on the state. Um, most of the bills that have gone through his committee are deregulatory in nature. But since Governor Tom Wolf has been governor, while Representative Metcalf has chaired the committee, not much that has gone through his committee has actually made it into law. Well, Representative Metcalf at one time said he would not pass through any... Any substantive Democratic legislation. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what's next for him? We only have about 30 seconds. We're not really sure. He didn't make that clear in his uh, retirement announcement. He said it is a legislative retirement. So I think we could expect to see him again in some type of capacity, but I don't know what it is yet. Rachel McDevitt, State Impact Pennsylvania reporter. Rachel, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you. I'm Scott Lamar. Have yourself a great day.